السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين. So as you all know that there is a world event that is taking place right now, which is known as the World Cup, and just watching and observing the World Cup very briefly. Um, today, inshallah, I want to share with you five important aspects that we can take, or four, five important lessons that we can take, which has also, these are considered as five Islamic values also, that we can take from these World Cup games. The very first one is that when you study a match or when you look at a match, there are 22 people who are on the pitch and they are focused on one important task and that is to get the ball behind or get the ball in the back of the net. That is the only purpose that they are there and that is what they're focused on. They're not worried about anything else that's going on in the world. They are laser focused on the match. What we can learn from that is that when it comes to our own deen, there's a strong emphasis that whatever we do, especially when it comes to our ibadat, we should also be focused. Like for example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He praises those people in the Quran who are laser focused in their salat. They're concentrating in their salat. Allah says, قَدَ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ So we see that the Prophet ﷺ also, whenever he would pray his salat, he was focused in his salat. And that is why there is so much emphasis that whenever we do any ibadah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we must do it with the highest level of focus and concentration. The reason why today we are praying salat, uh, we are reading Quran, we are doing adhkar. The reason why we are not gaining the blessings of these beautiful ibadat is because we are trying to multitask. We might be reading the Quran. The minute we get a text message, we check the text message. The minute we get a notification on, on our phone, we check that notification. So what's important is that what we can learn from these World Cup games is that just like you have those people, they are so focused. Likewise, when we are doing our own ibadah, we are laser focused. We are concentrating on what we're doing. Now, when we talk about focus from a life perspective, this is also a very important aspect in order to be successful in life. See, when you read books about how to be efficient in life, how to be effective in life, and how to be productive in life, they also talk about this, that when you are doing something, then make sure that you are focused only on that task. Try not, try not to multitask. In fact, if you say the life of the Prophet ﷺ too, he was not necessarily a multitasker. And one thing that we learned very beautifully from the life of the Prophet ﷺ is that if there was some time of the day, and that time of the day was dedicated for a certain task, he will not do anything but that task. Like for example, after Salat al-Fajr, he would sit with the Sahaba and he would answer some of their questions. If he saw a dream, he would share that dream with them. So at that time, he will not do anything else, but he would do that. There was a time of the day where he would receive delegations from out of town. At that time, he would do nothing but receive those delegations and those emissaries. There was a time of day where he would give time to his family and he will not do anything else but visit and take care of his family and look after his family. In fact, there was a Bedouin man who even came one time to Rasulullah asking him for his time while the Prophet was with his family. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That be patient till Rasulullah comes and he entertains your request. The point is that even from a productive perspective, we learn from the Prophet ﷺ that how he was focused in his life. And if there was some certain task he was taking or he was doing, he would be focused on that task. Now, what we can learn from this is 
that many of us, we have different responsibilities. My advice and what, what I have learned and studied from these kind of things is that if there are certain tasks that you have take take and take care of, then divide your task and divide your time according to those tasks. So for example, let's just say if you have to be with your family, then that is something that requires a little more time. Let's say for work-related purposes, you have to answer some emails or you have to make some calls and so forth. Dedicate a time, allocate a time for each of those tasks. And then during that time, you do nothing but that task. And I guarantee you that if you do that, you'll find a whole lot more productivity. And not only that, but you'll be able to achieve a whole lot more in life. So the very first thing we learn is the importance of being focused in life. The next thing that we learn from these World Cup games is the importance of teamwork. So just like we know that when it comes to world-class players, world-class players are, you know, there are different teams in different countries, but when they play on the World Cup stage, they put aside their egos, they put aside all their talents, and they make sure that the team succeeds, the country succeeds. They have to put aside their egos and make sure that it's not about them. It's not about their individual accolades or how many goals they score, but it's about the team. The team comes first. And if there's any player who does not share that value, they are usually removed from the team. So that is why we learn from this is the importance of Islamic teamwork. So when we, when we talk when we talk about Islamic teamwork, first of all, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says in the Quran, "Wata'awanu al-birri wa taqwa, wa la ta'awanu al-ithmi wa al-udwan." Support each other in each other's causes, in each other's endeavors. And today, when it comes to the Ummah, we need to support each other. We need to stand up for each other. And there is going to be multiple people in multiple areas of life, and especially when it comes to their Deen, that they're always trying to push Deen forward. Instead of criticizing one another, rather we should praise one another. We should uh, encourage each other. This is what means. That each person, no matter what, whatever good they're doing and whatever someone else is doing, instead of criticizing others and thinking that you're superior than others because of what you're doing and you're looking down and downplaying what they're doing, instead of doing that, support each other. This is something that we need today in this ummah. There might be someone who is, um, you know, they're very much engaged in Ta'aleem, and they're just teaching in seminaries or madrasas and so forth. There are some people who are engaged in da'wah, and that's their way of, you know, staying connected to the deen. There are some people who are doing work in the civic engagement area. There are some people who are engaged socially, and they're helping people, you know, especially poor people and so forth. There might be someone who's doing something else good. And what we need to do is that we need to appreciate everyone across the board. When we say the life of the Prophet ﷺ, the Sahaba were no different. There were some Sahaba who were experts in, in different fields, in different areas, and each Sahabi would encourage and they would support each other and whatever good that they're doing. So that is why this is something that we really need to do nowadays, support each other and be a, be a means of uh, pushing each other in and encouraging each other. Rasulullah he says in a hadith, ba'dan. A believer for another believer is like a structure. When you see a structure, there is layer of bricks after layer of bricks. 
and what one layer of bricks does is it supports the next layer of bricks and those two they support the third one and so forth so uh, the prophet is giving us a parallel that the muslim ummah in itself is like a structure and every single brick is in a different place but their placement is supporting the next brick so likewise we need to be supporting each other this is what we find from the prophet the third thing that we learn from these World Cup games is that time never stops. So when you study a match, you learn that the time does not stop at all. If the ball goes out of bounds, the time keeps on going on. If there's an injury on the field, the time keeps on continuing. If there is a penalty, time continues. If there is a, uh, a free kick, time continues. It does not matter what's going on. If they are reviewing, the time goes on. The point is that that's why you have, of course, stoppage time and people are playing for 90 plus minutes and so forth. The point is that when we study our own life, time will never stop for any one of us. Time keeps on going on. What our responsibility is that we utilize our time wisely. Rasulullah says in a hadith, that there are two blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that most people, they waste and they don't value them. Number one is as-siha, which is health. And number two is al-faraq. So that is why we have the time. We should use our time wisely. Often we waste our times and we waste times in ways that we do not even realize. That is why we also find the Quran, Asr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he swears upon time. Why does he swear upon time? One of the explanations given by the ulama is to help us understand that when Allah swears upon something, he's trying to get a message across. And what's the message? That most people, most of humanity is in the state of khasara. Why? Because they end up wasting their time. So that is why we utilize our time. Time is an asset, brothers and sisters. Let us not waste it. And especially, you know, talking about the World Cup games, you know, people sit there for 100 minutes and the score is 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, it is a total waste of time to sit there for 90 minutes and watch a score, or even if it's there's a score, but to sit there for 90 minutes, 100 minutes, just to watch a game, it's clearly, I mean, a waste of time. You can go watch the highlights later. You know, there's 90 and 90, uh, 90 minutes of a match in, a, in 90 seconds highlights. Go ahead and watch that if you need to, but to sit there for 100 minutes and spend that much time is a, it's a, is a zulm against ourselves and is clearly a waste of time. The fourth thing that we learn from these games is that if any country wants to win the World Cup, which is the ultimate prize, there has to be consistency and good play. First of all, there has to be good play. There has to be a winning formula, but then they have to be consistent in that in order for them to get the ultimate prize. So what do we learn from this? We learn that in order for us to also succeed, there's a concept in our deen known as istiqama. A man came to Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, tell me something that I will not ask anyone else about afterwards. Like, give me something that I can live with. And if I don't come across any other scholar and I don't come across anyone else that I can ask questions, whatever you teach me, I can live with it for the rest of my life. Rasulullah said, Qul billah, Say that you submit to Allah. And when you say you submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then every single aspect of life comes into submitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your salat, your taqwa, your Quran, everything comes into iman because you are submitting to Allah's will. And then he says, thumma 
You see, the Prophet ﷺ, he highlighted the concept of istiqamah. It's not sufficient to simply say, I believe in Allah, and you submit to Allah, but you may you must remain consistent with that. Allah says in the Quran, Inna Those who say that they believe in Allah, they submit to Allah, but then they are consistent upon that. The angels will come upon them and descend upon them at the time of their death. So this is why I would say that even if there is something good that you want to do, remain consistent. If you say, I'm going to read Quran only just 10, 10 minutes a day, fine, no problem. If you can stick to that, it is better than a person who might take out one hour, but then they won't read Quran for the next two, three weeks or one month. It is better to do small good, small deeds. Even the Prophet ﷺ mentions this in a hadith, that even if it's small, but remain consistent. And if you remain consistent, consistency is the key to anything. If you look at every single story of success in, this, in history, there's always consistency behind it. Never you'll find a success story and there's no consistency. Consistency is the key to success. And finally, the last thing that we can learn from this World Cup is that, as you all know, that this year the World Cup is taking place in Qatar. And what Qatar has done is that they've tried to use this opportunity to display a positive image about Islam. So as you all know, that the West has constantly made efforts and they have spent billions of dollars in trying to paint Islam in the negative light. And so what Qatar is doing is that they had this opportunity where they are hosting the World Cup and now they're trying to send a very positive image about Islam to everyone. And we saw this on the, the inauguration night, how, you know, you know, this ayah of the Quran was being recited. And this overall, there's been a, a positive vibe. There are hadith mentioned everywhere and so forth. And they're trying to really showcase the true colors of Islam. So what did we learn from this? We learned that for each one of us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will provide us the opportunity to give da'wah to someone or to be or to show other people the example of Islam or to be an example of Islam or be an ambassador of Islam for someone else. And when that opportunity presents itself, then we have to take advantage. So there's a story about the tribal leader of Banu Hanifa. He was a man who, who despised Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa and he was brought to the masjid of the Prophet Sallallahu The Prophet Sallallahu he knew who this person was. But see, once again, what we learn is the opportunity was presenting itself. What did the Prophet do? He took advantage of that opportunity. And what did he do? He tied him up in the masjid for three days. He entertained him and he gave him, not tied him, but the point, point is, he kept him inside the masjid and he entertained him, treated him with honor and dignity and respect, never demanded anything from him and so forth. And then three days later, the Prophet he let him go. And when he let him go, he went just a little further away he came back and he declared his shahada and he became a Muslim. And so what we learn from this is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. he wanted to show him the true colors of Islam. And this is what he said. He says that I became a Muslim because I saw the brotherhood amongst you all. And I saw that this is, if this is what your community is like, then I cannot pass this up. This is amazing. So this is why we need to learn that Allah will present opportunities to us where we can showcase 
the true teachings of Islam, where we can be an example uh, for others, show others what Islam is, present the true colors of Islam to others. When those opportunities present itself, we should not squander and waste those opportunities because those opportunities don't come so often. So once again, to recap this entire thing, what are the five things that we can learn from these World Cup games? Number one is the importance of focus. Number two is the importance of teamwork. Number three is that the importance of time. Number four, the formula to success is consistency and istiqama. And number five, whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents those opportunities to you, take advantage of those opportunities. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who can apply these beautiful teachings. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep us steadfast upon his deen and the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen rabbil alameen. Wa jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات والقانتين والقانتات والصادقين والصادقات والصابرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشعات والخاشعين والخاشعات والمتصدقين والمتصدقات والصائمين والصائمات والحافظين فروجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات أعد الله لهم مغفرة وأجرا عظيما